What's up, fellow Zeros? Thank you so much for tuning into Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that requests that sidekicks stop ordering hero sandwiches. I'm your host, Joe, and I'm joined by two other members of Hero Support to talk to you about the movie Sky High. We've got Corey. The podcast that remembers when we used to use real citizens. And sequel. The podcast that went through puberty twice for this. I thought about that one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and an honorable, an honorable mention of the podcast that made out with an old lady. I just like that one. It's also a good one. There are a couple of really good ones. Yeah, surprisingly. Before we get into our coverage of Sky High, though, let's let you know what else we've been watching this week. Corey had a busy week, so it doesn't have much for us. But, uh, Sequel, what have you been watching? I watched a movie. I'm going to tell you the plot of the movie. I want to see if you two can guess it. Star Wars. No. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. That was my guess. So, a guy's at home with his wife who's expecting. A murderer breaks in, kills the wife, but the kid survives, but the kid's born deformed. The kid gets kidnapped. And the father has to travel thousands of miles to get the kid back Taken. with a mentally challenged person helping him along. Rain Man? No. I don't think there's anything about nope. a child in that movie. <laughs> there's, there, there, there's no kidnapping in that movie. Technically, Tom Cruise kidnaps Dustin Hoffman, right? Uh, yeah, I guess, technically, like, if the law, how the law is concerned. Right. It's not Rain Man. I've got not even a cent of a clue. Same. Finding Nemo. Fucking Christ. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Now that you say it, yeah. all of those yeah. points check out. It's the plot of the movie. The tracks. It works. A struggling, a struggling comedian travels. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Clownfish. Sorry, what were you going to say? I watched, uh, I did watch Finding Nemo was on, and I saw that on Facebook. I thought it was funny. So I can't take credit for the joke, but... Person out there who's not getting credited, we're sorry, but you're not listening to this podcast, probably, so... It, Joke's on you. I mean, if you are, find us on Twitter. But I saw um, right after Apple started, like, came out with AirDrop, which is the thing where, like, you can post a picture and anybody that has an iPhone, like, gets sent to their phone or whatever. There was somebody, like, screenshotted it and put it in Snapchat and put the filter on for, like, where they were or whatever. It was an aquarium. It was a close-up of a clownfish. And... Found Nemo. No, it just said, where's my fucking son? It's just getting airdropped to anybody with an iPhone that walked into the aquarium that day. Fucking brilliant. That's great. That's spe- that's spectacular. <laughs> I also watched uh, Gardens of the Galaxy 2. First time rewatching it. Better than I initially thought. It was very entertaining. Good. And uh, I didn't get to watch a lot because I was traveling most of the weekend, but I did watch A New Hope, which if you're unfamiliar, Star Wars Episode 4, I'm sure you're familiar. He was on this podcast. Shut up. <laughs> And uh, newsflash, guys, it's still good. Holds up. Holds up. these years. Yeah. And that's what we've been watching. Let's do our movie facts for Sky High, and then we start talking about it. Sky High was made in 2005. It's rated PG, and it's one hour and 40 minutes long. Its director is named Mike Mitchell, who also brought us Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. (laughs) If you could see the faces of them after I said that, you would have laughed too. Surviving Christmas... Shrek Forever After, Alvin and the Chipmunks, Chipwrecked, and Trolls. The movie stars Michael Angarano, Kurt Russell, Kelly Preston, Danielle Panabaker, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Stephen Strait, DJ Daniels, Kelly Vitz, Nicholas Braun, Linda Carter, Bruce Campbell, Kevin Heffernan, Dave Foley, and Kevin McDonald, and like a million other people, but I gave up. That's fair. The budget of the movie was... $35 million, and it grossed $86 million. $63 million of that was domestic. The scores for the movie, interesting. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has this movie at a 73%. Certified fresh. This is one of the rare movies where the audience score is significantly lower than the critic score. Audience gave it a 57%. IMDb has it 6.2 out of 10. And Metacritic is actually right there with a 62. Wow. And a user score of 8.2. So it's favorable, but all over the place. Yeah, mixed bag. And that is all the movie facts I have for you on Sky High. Let's give you our general thoughts, and then we'll do everything else. Hey, sequel, give me your general thoughts for the movie, please. This movie's a lot of fun. Um, I've seen this movie several times, bits and pieces, on the Disney Channel. I was actually shocked to learn it got a theatrical release. I thought it 
maybe if Disney put some more money behind it and marketed it a little bit better, it probably would have been huge, I feel. I think it's like that enjoyable, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a good time to watch. Corey? This movie isn't bad by any means, but I think sequel hits the nail on the head. If Disney put more money behind it, it, it could have been a lot better. A bunch of the scenes and the way that the the sets were designed read to me like a show that actually gets played on the Disney Channel. So I, I had a little bit of a hard time getting around that. Like, I feel like it could have looked so much cooler. But it was an enjoyable movie. I mean, it was good for what it is, certainly. Is it a spectacular movie? No, but if you're looking for a fun superhero kids movie, it's pretty good. Like sequel, I've seen parts of this movie many, many times, just, like, flipping through the Disney Channel. It's unsurprisingly late at night. Hmm. Like, when I was younger, when I used to stay up till a lot of the night and put on TV, I'd be like, oh, Sky High's on again. I'll watch 20 minutes of this. <laughs> it's a really entertaining movie. It's nothing spectacular. It's not Citizen Kane. But there are some lines in this movie that, like, if you don't pay attention, you miss them, and they're really good. Like, there's some quick-witted delivery stuff in here, although the rest of it's really, really corny. Yes, they could have put more money into it, because the special effects are not great. But the budget is really low, so good for them. What year was this released again? 2005. So Same as Constantine. Right around the superhero <laughs> boom, right? Yep. So. A little before, yeah. And Constantine is our industry standard for Apparently. <laughs> special effects. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sequel standard for special effects. <laughs> the special effects in this movie better, worse than Constantine. I would agree with that. Yes. Okay. But again, if they put more money behind it and they market it a little bit better, more people go to see it. I could see the bus ride to Sky High being a ride at Disney World, right? Yeah. yeah. Like a VR thing. True. No. I I mean, again, I just think that we'll get into this more later. But it to me seems like felt like it was shot to be a made for TV movie, not a theatrically released movie. Yeah, it looked like a Disney Channel original movie. Yeah, it did. I was unsure if it was or wasn't Same. for a while. And those are our general thoughts for Sky High. From this point forward, if you've not seen Sky High, we're going to be spoiling the movie, so this is your one and only chance to pause and get off the bus. Ooh. But please get back on the bus after you see the movie, because, you know, we'll miss you if you don't. Farva will miss you. Ron Wilson, bus driver, <laughs> will miss you. He will forever be Farva. Stop trying to change my mind. Yeah, disrespect me. It's fine. Don't disrespect the hat, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> spoilers. Yeah, spoilers once again. Okay, let's uh, let's do this thing. I thought all of the performances in this were great. I don't think anybody overacted as if it was a made-for-TV Disney Channel movie. Like Kurt Russell acts. Kurt Russell overacts a bit, but he acts exactly like how you would expect a superhero in the comics to act. The parents in this movie, all the adults, are so stupid and clueless, except for uh, Megamind there. The, the, uh, Kevin McDonald. Yeah, yeah. The, the mad scientist. Yeah. But Kurt Russell's a blithering idiot in this movie, but oh, it's by yeah. design. It's, he's so clueless and oblivious to everything. Yeah. But it's like it's exactly in the scope of what his character would be. One of the things Joe was talking about, there's like quick lines in it. There's a lot of puns, like superhero puns. Yeah. Like, I love the breakfast scene before they go to Sky High. When uh, Daniel Panabaker's character says, like, oh, good morning, Commander, because he doesn't have his glasses on. Like, that was... Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, your glasses are off. I can recognize you now. Yeah. That's, like, a very, like, a nice Superman, though. And then the uh, the poles in their house. It's not to Batman. They, they do a lot of, like... Oh, yeah, there's so much referencing in this. A lot of homages. Yep. Sure. Also, not to get too off topic, but Kurt Russell's character in this movie kind of reminds me of Really, Really Big Man mm. from Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad he we didn't have to see the nipples of the future. Gaze into my nipples of the future. <laughs> Look into my magic chest hair. Oh my god. If only a really, really big man had a movie. So in the purview. <laughs> totally in the purview. Rocco's coming back. Is it really? Yep. That's exciting. But yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, no one's... no. One, there's no really bad acting moment in this movie where I'm like, oh. I have one towards the end, but again, it, it, it fits. It's not, it's... I think it's overacting by design. But yeah, I think we'll, it's I think it's more writing than like no one performs. We'll, we'll get to it. Yeah. So we got Will Stronghold going to superhero oh, school. I love the names in this movie, yeah. right? His parents are. I guess he's the first ever offspring of two superheroes. No, 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 no because Ron Wilson is. Ron yeah. Wilson, bus driver, is an offspring of two superheroes. Yeah. 
All right, so but they make a big. Deal. I guess he's the, the most the two most famous superheroes. He's the offspring. Well, that's offspring. that's the did thing. Did you not see his narration in the beginning? I did see the narration in the beginning. So there's two parts of it, right? I don't know if the audience did, so that's why I'm bringing it up. Yeah. So there's two parts of it, right? There's the fact that Commander and I'm looking up her name right now. Thank you. <laughs> um, oh God, I'm trying to come up with it before he gets there, but Kelly Preston. Yes, but I'm trying to think of what the actual superhero. I know. I have it. What is it? Jetstream. Jetstream. So Commander and Jetstream are the two most famous superheroes around right now. And then it's their kid. So there's a lot of, like, reputation precedes him type situation. Right. And there isn't a ton of dual superhero babies. Like, a lot of superheroes end up marrying, essentially, a layman, too. So it's kind of, like, two things. It's not... Do we call them muggles? I don't, I don't know how yeah, to Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to... Citizens? Yeah. Call them citizens, I guess. I have a, a lot of questions about Sky. <laughs> Is Sky High like Hogwarts? Do you have, like... Do they know if you have superhero ability and you get therefore get accepted into the school? Like, if you get dropped in a vat of toxic waste, you don't come from superhero lineage... Do they know about it? Therefore, boom, you're in Sky High. Of course they do. They've got CNN. Every time a guy gets dropped into a vat of toxic waste or bit by a toxic spider, it's all over CNN. There's but, no actual evidence to support that. I'm just saying it. I I understand that, but like, <laughs> like, can like a normal person just go to Sky High? No, like you have to. I guess it's like Hogwarts in that in that respect. Like you have to show they've probably got their fingers on like the pulse of like the world around them. They have recruiters. Men in black. Like, it would make more sense, like, oh, well, Stronghold, you don't have powers, you're out of Sky High. Go to, uh, I don't know, JFK Memorial High School. But he's a legacy. Which is, but is that why they don't kick him out on the first day? Yeah, well, they put him in hero support. Yeah. They also say that sometimes they're, you're late to manifest powers. Which is what so could happen at any time. Which is what happens. His friend, Zach, just got him before school started. The week started. before. Yeah. He glows. <laughs> Zach attack. <laughs> God. He's pretty funny in this movie. He has the best dance moves. Oh, he had a line <laughs> at that dance that was really good when he's talking to guinea pig girl. I forgot all their names. Magenta? Oh, Magenta. Magenta. He was like, you want to dance? And she's like, no. He goes, yeah, me neither. He, he does that two or three times yeah. throughout the movie. But he is like straight hustling next to her when he asks her if, he, if she yeah. wants to dance. Yeah. And then like, no, as soon as... Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> me either. Homecoming. I can't wait to go to Homecoming. Homecoming's gonna be dumb. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely stupid, but. <laughs> I have a question about Homecoming, too. Was okay. there sports teams at Sky High? I would imagine not. Who, uh, who would they compete against? Okay. Is it intramurals? They can't have a Homecoming dance. That's fair. It can't happen. Because it's true. <laughs> uh, all things being considered, we do see the extent of their sportsing with save the, the Save the Citizen. Save the Citizen. The citizen. The, the, you're in an arena. I mean, it's definitely. Their version, but who do they compete against? No, I'm not saying that they compete against anybody. Thus, the the use of the name Homecoming is a little dubious. Dubious, but it's at the same cool time, cliche. yeah. At the at the same time, it is you know what you call like the fall formal. So could there be more superhero high schools? Listen, we we know that there's at least two other schools of witchcraft and wizardry. So. Three. Three others? Yep. Fantastic Beasts touched we've, on We've only half. scratched the surface of superhero high schools. Yeah. So one day, hopefully we'll get a follow-up movie. It's true. Actually, I was reading they wanted to make a Sky High 2. It might be a, just a Disney Channel original movie at this point. I would have watched it. Absolutely. Oh, I'll bite. So does anybody... Did anybody see the villain happening? It's I've seen it so many times, so it's okay. Hard like to, like so yes, yes. Be, but because yeah. well, because you've seen it, okay. So I hadn't seen it before. This was my first time watching it. This is actually a good perspective because me and Sequel have seen it so many times, mm-hmm. and Corey's never seen it. before. Yeah, I've so. never seen it before. And, and again, it's because it came out in two thousand and five. I was a senior in high school. I had no interest in seeing. I was too busy being cool. <laughs> I mean, I definitely wasn't eating for three months at a time. So like. There were more important things on my plate, like literally trying to find time to eat that, you know, Sky High wasn't on my radar. Anyways, that being said, I didn't see her actually being the villain. Once she started the party at the Stronghold Estate, I was like, okay, clearly she's up to something insidious. But I continued to see her just as probably working for, like, the overarching villain or something. So that was that was a fun reveal. I was like, okay, cool. 
Um, that's actually pretty cool. I see how you could see that, yeah. Yeah. But you, I mean, again, it, it's all under the context of you're in high school to learn how to be a hero and, I guess, villain. So, like, you certainly don't have the experience to know how to pull off this type of multi-leveled caper. And she did, because she had lived life twice, essentially. Also, her plan is so conveniently placed. Like, she needs very specific circumstances to happen to, like... Oh, yeah. ...advance the the next stage of the plan, like, several times, and they happen flawlessly. (laughs) That leads me to feel like it... It was like a, a Power Rangers episode, where everything works for the bad guys just long enough for the Power Rangers to need to get involved and save the day. Yeah, because if anything is off a hair, this this plan is foiled. It's, yeah. it's not great. One year younger, one year younger, and it's over. Like even going back to like, um, she knows that uh, the commander keeps souvenirs of mm-hmm. like of the villains he defeats. So that camera eyeball is placed perfectly in the sanctum, so she can see everything. Like, if he faced it the other way, or didn't bring it down there, you know? Like, it's just things like that. Yeah, but that one I don't mind as much, because it, it doesn't matter as much what you see, so much as what you hear. You know what I mean? Like, he needs, an, like, she wants to have intel on, like, inside information on what's going on with them. Not so much where the pacifier is placed, because she knows it's down there. Like, that doesn't matter. Well, how does she know it's down there? Because it's become... When it's become lore that the commander keeps. They 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 show it on the news. So the commander takes out the robot, and then it's the camera at the on the ground as he's literally ripping out an eyeball and waving. And the cameraman's like, "Oh, and there's uh, commander taking another souvenir from another bad guy. He's foiled." Yep. So okay. a, little, a little exposition there, but so the adults of this movie are really stupid. Right? We can all agree on that. For the most part, They're kind yes. of clueless and oblivious. I have a theory behind this. There's something in the water supply. Well, they're going to school to learn how to be superheroes. They're not learning anything else. Yeah. That's Math, true. No. social studies, history, science. Well, a little bit of science. They, they never got a real education. They never got a real education. So can they, they read? Kind of dumb, right? Yeah, but at the same time, they have, they have, to, they have to know something because they have to have their cover, right? It, I mean, don't get me wrong. You don't need a master's degree to be a real estate agent, but you still need a pretty good grasp of, like, real estate law to pull that shit off. I don't think they do. I love that they're concerned about their real estate. Like, they get all jazzed up <laughs> about, like, closing a deal, and it's like, you're fucking super here. <laughs> they get so jazzed. When they, sell the co- when they sell the Colonial at the beginning, and he's like, we're three, we're three away from winning the, uh, the trip to Hawaii. Be the first time since what's his name set off a volcano. And I do love the part where they, when Will, they realize Will doesn't have any powers, and the jet stream's like, "Well, we got to stop trying to focus on being the best trio of superheroes and best being the best family we can be." And the commander's like, "Yes, it can always go into real estate." Like he's so excited yeah, about he's it. Jazz. They sold that house at above market. That's absurd. In two thousand and five, a little, actually. Probably not. I think the the real estate bubble burst in two thousand and six. So, so they got in just in time. They, yeah, right under the radar there. <laughs> Had to make it real, Corey. Well, you know. So I guess if you're a freshman on your first day of school at Sky High, you go right to the gymnasium and you have a power placement, power or, placement. Or hero placement rather. So you put the sorting hat on. Pretty much, essentially, yeah. it's way more fun than that. It is. How many people who don't have their powers yet? Die. <laughs> Power placement. Car. <laughs> yeah, car. <laughs> but how is that, like... It, it seemed like... Well, I mean, that was specifically because Stronghold was the strongest superhero alive. So he assumed he got, he got the strength from his dad. But that being said, there were a bunch of other, like, tricks or whatever that they had pulled out to, like, test people's superpowers that were very unsafe. Very unsafe. To just launch you. I also hate that it's like a like a a, vo, um, a votec vocational technical school school where it's like you can do one of two things. Like all tech schools is like you can do one of four things. You can do plumbing, electricity, mechanics, or a third type of mechanics. Sir, that was only a second. I said what I said. 
Like that's like, I went to school here. <laughs> so like it was like you're either going to be a superhero or, or someone a who helps superheroes. Yeah. There's somebody who probably does something around superheroes. There was a mistake with that when um the shapeshifter shifts into Coach Boomer and he makes him a hero. He's in the hero support class. Yeah. Is he? Yeah, I guess as filler, because he needed uh, enough bodies. They to... only had enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, did you see that budget? They weren't spending a, a dime more on another 16-year-old actor. They spent half of it on Kurt Russell. <laughs> oh, for sure. And Royal Payne looked really familiar. Is she in anything Mary else? Elizabeth Weinstead? Yeah. Yeah. She's in things. So I couldn't put my finger on what I've seen her in before, but I feel like I had seen her before. Well, Daniel... Danielle Panabaker, I guess, is relatively unknown at the time, but she's in The Flash now. Yeah, she's yes. Caitlin Snow. Killer I was like, thrust. the whole time I was I was watching that, I was like, I know her from somewhere, but I can't remember where. She was in a movie with Kevin Costner and Dane Cook called Mr. Brooks. Kevin Costner played a serial killer. Hmm. She's very intriguing in that movie, and I've liked her like career ever since. I actually enjoyed meeting the hero support teacher. Yes. I thought he... Well, I think his role throughout the course of the movie was pretty good. But the first time we meet him, I love it. I love that he, like, dashes... He does, like, the phone booth thing where he dashes behind a thing, comes out. And he's still, like, trying to relive his glory years. Still doing, like, all, like, the moves and stuff. And then he gets... the crappiest version of Robin. Yeah, for sure. And then he gets... Yeah, America Boy. Mr. Boy. (laughs) Now I'm just Mr. Boy. And then he gets really butthurt that... Will Stronghold doesn't know about him? Yes, Mr. Stronghold. Oh, did your dad remember me? No, I've never mentioned him. How about your mom? Yeah. Even the scene with Kurt Russell and him, he doesn't remember who he is. He's like, like, it's your sidekick, you dick. Oh, man. (laughs) That was a fun point in the movie when Royal Payne and the weird Jekyll sidekick that she had. Uh, I forget what his name is. Yeah, I don't remember. But... He's great. She was like, his ego is still really... Like, I thought that they were going to actually start to try to vilify him a little more than they did. Because he... Commander. Kurt Russell's character. Because he wasn't a... He was not a nice guy. No, he's just... He was very pompous. Very pompous. Very arrogant. word for that. Well, when everyone tells you you're the best superhero on the planet, you kind of start to believe him. That's true. He has some of the best lines, though. He does. Yeah. He was great in the movie. Don't get me wrong, but... I don't think his character was meant to be super likable, but then again, that kind of plays into the whole high school movie thing, right? The kid's kind of, like, getting a little angsty, kind of wants to right. break out and be his own person, and he's got to live up to the two most famous superhero for parents. That's that's rough. I like the fact that he comes to terms with being a sidekick or being hero support, and then conveniently gets his powers. Yeah. It would have been, you know, I thought, sending the wrong message if he was, like... Hated being like a yeah. uh, sidekick, and then got his powers anyway, like like a whiny brat. But they don't hold it back either. They they let him get his powers pretty quick after he goes to school. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like same week, same week probably. You yes. guys understand like the Disney Channel way of giving those powers, right? You're not gonna mess with my friends. Oh my god, I have super strength. War and peace. Well, is that really what? Oh my god, I War. love that name. War and peace. I love it. Warren Peace was a villain in wearing the USA's Karma San Diego. I didn't know that. PC, yeah. Wow. See, I liked it because... I had that game. Same. I I liked it because of the other, the the actual, like, book reference, the literature reference, Warren Peace. I liked it for that. And I also liked his character. I thought he was pretty cool. I liked him from the get-go, even when he was just an angry, sulking senior staring into his face. I think he's the lamest character in this movie. I didn't (laughs) mean... This he drives the plot forward in, like, two or three pretty crucial moments. The fact that these kids can just, like, commit... To try to commit murder. Yeah, Will does not have powers at this point. War and Peace could murder him. He's yeah, throwing but, fireballs <laughs> in the cafeteria <laughs> at a helpless student. Yeah. But the thing is, I don't think at any point in time did all that many people know that his powers literally hadn't manifested yet. So they know that he's in... They know that he's in hero support and not hero, right? But they don't know to what extent he's not a hero. Well, he washed out a power placement, though, so the school, therefore the administration, knows he does not have powers. He told yeah. Bruce Campbell, I don't know what my power is, because I don't have it yet. Yeah. And word travels fast in a school of, like, I'm going to say 80 kids. <laughs> I was about to say 17 children. <laughs> Half of which are the cheerleader that replicates. I don't know, that school's pretty big. 
school seems pretty big. The school, the size is large. The class size, there's the, apparently one hero support class off by Mr. Boy. Yes, and now before the fight in the cafeteria, he's the best. Because they, he goes to do something, and he just runs to get help. Mm. <laughs> and he gets the, the principal's name, excuse me. Uh, principal Powers. Principal Powers, that's right. <laughs> Played by Linda Carter, who has a nice yeah. Wonder Woman line. She does? Yep. After all, not Wonder Woman? Yep. Right before Year Line, I said, actually. That's right. Right before you opening that. Now I have a Batman slash Sky High question. Okay. Interesting. You know, the argument that Batman creates like these villains. Mm-hmm. The Sky High create villains also. It has to, right? It ha it literally yeah. has to. Which to me seems ridiculous, but I mean that's just like saying Hogwarts pumps out dark magicians. They're not magicians, Corey. Whoa. <laughs> Wizards. <laughs> Wizards. Get it right or pay the price. Oh, Sequel will go my, upside your head. You know what? That was <laughs> Magicians. Yeah, they do magic. They don't do magic. <laughs> we got Harry Potter. We got David Copperfield. We got Yanni. It's, it, it's it's Chris Angel, Penn and Teller, David Copperfield, Harry Potter. I don't see what the big deal here is. The amazing Jonathan. I'm sorry. Let me restate. Let me let me restate correctly. Please fix it. It's like saying that Hogwarts creates dark wizards. Because somebody went there and becomes a dark wizard, it's not the school's fault. Now, in this scenario, it's sky high. You, how they don't realize it is pretty... Like, Coach Boomer being like, you guys want to be heroes or villains? Villains. Of course. Hello? Maybe, I don't know, stop them now? Try to fix them some way? No. He's also a moron. He is. He's a terrible, terrible person. And there are also, I'm sure, people who have powers that don't go to sky high. Yeah. Some someone who's undiscovered or unregistered or however this weird dynamic works. I, I mean, even, I don't understand the society. Well, even just the act of putting somebody who sh probably shouldn't be in hero support can create a villain. That's how Royal Pain becomes a villain. Yeah, she didn't. She wasn't understood the first time she went through. It was long ago when technology was foreign to people. Having the gym teacher. Choose your path for life. Is this bad? It's, yeah. It's not a good way of doing things. It's really not. I don't like that it's... My two problems with it is that it happens literally your first day of school, regardless of whether or not your power has manifested or not. And two, that there's only two paths. It's like, you're either always going to be a sidekick or you're always going to be a hero. It's not like freshman year, it's like, we're going to put you here, and then we're going to reevaluate at the end of the year. It's just like, nope, this is it. Boom, done. To defend the movie, I mean, after Will displays his powers, he is promoted to the upper class, where he, he gets to go into, like, hero True. class. So mm -hmm. maybe there are freshmen throughout the course of your sky-high tenure. You're either demoted or promoted, depending on your ability. Right? I'm mm -hmm. sure that happens. True. I hope that happens. See, here's my question, though, right? So... Based on Will's experience alone, because technically that's all we have to go off of, because those are the only parents that we know, your powers are related to, like, are essentially transferred genetically, so you have the same power that you got, right? So, it's not like Will's dad is super strong, Will's mom can fly, so he's gonna have, like, the ability to, like, freeze things, like, he's not Mr. Freeze. He has super strength and can fly. So, if your family's ability is to glow, and that puts you in sidekick class, why would, like, how do you even send your kid there? Listen, son, you glow. Technically, you go to a superhuman high school. It's not worth it. Just be a glow stick for all your friends. It's a cool party trick. The science of this world is very not thought out. I th I'm going to wager, make a hypothesis and say that that only works for people who have two super parents that you would get genetically one of their powers. Because obviously, if it doesn't work like that, all the kids are going to know what the power is going to be. Magenta knows that her mom also turns into a guinea pig. She's going to turn into a guinea pig. And I don't think that's the case. Right. I guess super ability, getting a super ability transfers, but... How it manifests is different. Yeah, the specific is... Yeah. Like, maybe having the uh, the human, the normal human parent, like, alters it. Mm -hmm. I don't... Fudges the genetics yeah. in one way or the other. It is a good point that you both kind of touched on, is that um, they make it 
They they say many times that he's going to get super strength or the ability to fly or both. Yep, he gets both. That's the nurse, right? Yep, Cloris Leishman. Sure, I don't know. It's I don't know her name. I think, but she's in a ton of different things. She's the grandma in uh, Hope Raising Hope. Yes, grandma Raising Hope. She plays one of the secretaries in Adam Sandler's version of The Long Smile. Longest Yard. Yeah, Longest Yard. God damn it. The Long Smile. <laughs> the long, I, I, I just smashed I two mean, prison movies together. Where <laughs> the Green Mile and The Longest Yard just became The Longest Mile. The Long Smile, you said. <laughs> the Longest Mile. He said he Mile. Said, There's The Longest Smile. No. No, no, no. Oh, man. That was so much funnier. Longest Smile. <laughs> All right, let's talk villain. Yeah, get, get the big reveal here. Royal Pain is the villain. Mm-hmm. We think it's a enemy of uh, Commander's and Jetstream's past, which it is, but with a twist. She was turned into a baby. By her own device. By her own device. Everyone thought she disappeared or died, right? And then her henchman raised her. Yep. I like the henchman. found him pretty funny. And when he said "Daddy's little girl," I, I laugh every single time. That was funny. She reminds me, he reminds me of the main henchman in Power Rangers, and she reminds me of Rita but Repulsive so much. Yeah. Once she strangles him, <laughs> uncle, uncle, uncle. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually pretty creepy. If yeah. I'm being honest, though, no, he is. He, he's fairly creepy. He does, he does the pulls off the henchman really well. And the movie leads you to believe that when when it's her, that you think it's like the daughter of Royal Pain. And Will even says, like, I'm sorry my dad killed your mom or put her in a prison. And he's like, no, it's me. And you get that whole... That didn't, that didn't, that wasn't a twist for me. I, I You assume... expected it to be her because, to be royal pain? Because here's the thing. By the time he says, I'm sorry my dad did that to your mom, we've already seen what the pacifier does. Right. So at that point I was like, no, that's just straight up her. Plus, like... That's fair. Yeah. I, again, and... As he's flipping through the book, which how they didn't notice in the first... I guess you wouldn't notice in, like, the small single picture, and then they go to the science club, and that's how you... That's when he's like, oh my god, it's definitely... But as soon as, as, soon as I, they, like, did that, like, zoom-in shot on, like, the science club photo, I was like, oh shit, yeah, no, that's 100% her. And then the pacifier comes out. The diesel? Has, <laughs> yeah. I had to make that joke at least once. Good. Well placed. <laughs> Uh, then the pacifier comes out, and we see what the pacifier does. I was like, no, that's just straight up her. The ray gun somehow got shot back at her. She becomes baby. How did she get so many students to go along with her plan, though? She only needed three. Yeah, the one girl multiplies. Yeah, the one girl So multiple. you think yeah. it's multiple people, but it's not. It's just one. It's just her and then the two bullies. Well, it's Stretch Armstrong strong as a speed Bulk and Skull. Bulk and Skull. There we go. This is Power Rangers. <laughs> this is basically Power Rangers... In superhero land. Yeah. Why would you go along with a arch supervillain super if you're, like, a kid? Clearly they're on the villain path. Yeah. They're the troubled teens. Dude, but though, as soon as they fucking show up at Sky High... Well, they're bullies. And those two bullies are there, and, like, you're clearly... But that's the thing. If you're a bully at a superhero school, you're a bad guy. Basically. Like, there's no other there's way no around it. out of it? No. Well, I mean, there is always growing out of it. Look at uh, War and Peace. He becomes... What was he a bully? Will's best friend. He he started throwing fireballs at a kid in he the middle of the cafeteria. He was an angsty teen. He was an angsty teen. I wouldn't call him a bully. He started so- throwing fireballs. <laughs> yes. I'm going to repeat this. Okay, that doesn't make you a bully. I'm going to defend War and Peace. No, it doesn't. He had a vendetta against one student. It's not like he picked out the, the kid that melts and started pestering him. He yeah. literally only want, he First of all, he wanted to be left alone entirely. So he's a really specific bully. Not a bully. He's got yes, a vendetta. He is. Personal yeah. vendetta. It's hardly a difference, but... There's a difference. Against the kid's dad. His story's pretty pretty sad, though. He spends his night working at a Chinese place. I love that, girls. The Paper Lantern... The, it's the only other set piece they had in this movie. Literally. It's this and the school. So and the house. The stronghold house. house. There are really only three settings in this movie. You can't call the bus a setting. I did like, is literally a bus. Yeah, uh, that's four. I like the scene where uh, he stands up, Daniel Pennebaker, 
And the next day, he was like, oh, I had the most amazing night. And she pulled out the fortune cookie. And he's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> I love these. He starts eating it. Yeah. Spits oh out the fortune. <laughs> oh, my God. I totally spaced. I didn't see that love story happening, though. I did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean oh, even seen having it. seen the movie before, it's, it's fairly obvious the way they... I guess. Maybe maybe next time I'll go into it, actually kind of trying to look out for the signs. I legitimately was just like, oh, they're friends. And she might get jealous, but it's not like out of like, I wish I was with him jealousy. I thought it was going to be more like, I'm on the sidekick path. You can tell. He become a pot. I also thought he was going to like really lean into his, I'm um, the popular kid, way harder than he did. He leaned into it for like three scenes and then hated it. It was never really into it. But you can tell that she's into him. Like when the second they get to the school and he spaces out while looking at a uh, what's her face, her name is Royal Payne actually, but I can't remember what she's passing herself as as a kid. But like he just completely zones out. She's like, "Are you serious right now?" <laughs> I thought that was amazing. That every, for the first like it's Gwen. Her name is Gwen. Gwen. Okay. The first four times Gwen's on the screen. Screen is it Gwen Grayson? Yes. Dick Grayson. How. Yeah, Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy, Dick Grayson. <laughs> there it is. Just barely avoids copyright. <laughs> right on the edge there. Good for you, Sky High. Um, the first, like, three times you see her, all of the sound around it, all, like, all of, like, the ambient sounds, like, wash away into white noise and that song plays, I thought that was amazing. I thought that was hysterical. Because it doesn't happen once. It happens, like, four times. And every time I laughed a little harder, I was like, Holy shit, they're really doing this again. See, he missed the rules of the school, and they never come up. Like, I was I was hoping that that was going to be a thing that happened. Because he was like, wait, what are the rules? But the rule, those are the rules for not falling off the edge of the fucking high school. That's it. That can happen. Again. Yeah. But again, for him, probably wouldn't have mattered too much, would it? He would have just called Ron Wilson bus driver. He got the card, and the card comes into play later. It does. And I love that. It's kind of like what Fant Force Stick, the rule they broke... By making a big deal about that pocket knife, mm-hmm. and it never comes into play. Never comes into play. He never stabs a single person. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to do it because Matt's not here. I own that fucking movie. I also own that fucking movie. That movie was also in the uh, Walmart bin, I'm and sure. I almost took a picture and sent it to you guys, but I didn't have that kind of time. They have the audacity to charge people five dollars for that piece of shit. We pay. That's my charge. I buy two at that price. <laughs> we li- I could have afforded two at that price, honestly. Best Buy charge is fourteen ninety nine. That that's not the best buy, and that's why no. that is not the best buy. It's also why the stock is crashing and crumbling underneath them. Yeah, nobody goes there anymore. We've gotten sidetracked. Amazon exists, man. Why would we go to Best Buy? Sorry. Favorite scene, least favorite scene. Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's do, do it. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite scenes would be any scene with Kurt Russell interacting with Will Stronghold, the, or just in home, in his home in general. The fact that he is upset while playing pool and puts the pool cue, cue through the cue ball. The fact that he has to keep a uh, a drawer full of well, phones because uh, he smashes them all the time. I actually laughed out loud. That was the one moment in this movie where I was like. Holy shit, that's incredible. And also with um, when he's interacting with Will, where he's supposed to reprimand him for getting into a fight in the cafeteria, and he goes, we'll just take away your Xbox. I don't have an Xbox. You do now. <laughs> I hate you a little bit, because you took pretty much what I was going to say. I love it. The two times the two times that he's he goes down into the sanctum to get reprimanded, because it happens twice, right? He you gets, gets yelled at twice? No, no, he gets taken down there as like, hey, you're a superhero. Oh, welcome to the superhero now, yeah. and then the second time it was to be reprimanded. Right. The second time, especially, when he gets down there and he's got like his hands on his hip like the dad, he's like, I'm so happy! You gotta go upstairs, tell your mom I gave you... I read, you the, read you the riot act. I read you the riot act, and then I took your Xbox away. I don't have an Xbox. You do now. You do now! He spins it, I fuck, that was great... Middle America dad, right there. Absolutely. And the fact, and even getting down into the sanctum, Kurt Russell's line, he was like, no, well, that's my pole. That's my pole. You can use your bumps. That's his clever writing. Yeah. Good. Least favorite scene, or we just want to do everyone's favorite first? I forgot the format. I'm sorry. It's everyone's favorite. Okay. Yeah. Joe was. You just did yours, right? Yeah, those were mine. Okay. I'm with sequel. My favorite's the hero placement. Okay. Power placement? It's just fun. Hmm. The one guy just does the spit, and he's like, hero support. He's like, wait, look. 
It's acid. That's, Hero. Yeah, that was that one was awesome. Also, when he almost kills Will Stronghold twice. <laughs> Car. Car. Oh, you're a flyer. You're a flyer like your mother. <laughs> no, I don't have superpowers yet. All right, Joe, let's do this in reverse order. What's your least favorite scene? My least favorite is the house party scene. It doesn't really add much to anything. It's just a ruse to get her down in the sanctum. Oh, but it's a huge plot device. Is it? It, it is, because it's... They try to drive all, a wedge between him and Lila, but, like... Did anybody really... B- Layla, rather, but did anybody believe okay. that? It, was, it also... They didn't let that play out. They didn't let the wedge play out. No. But it does progress the plot, because the whole reason that they give her, they let him defeat the big guy to rip his eye out, to put the camera down there... Was it that they knew the layout for the pacifier? Oh, I get it. It it's does just technically, silly. yeah, it does technically drive. It's supposed to drive a wedge in between the two of them, and it doesn't. And it's you know, it's a moment when the stronghold are actually going to be mad at Will. The only time that they and then they never they never are. Never Everybody really makes that. mistakes. We didn't see it coming either. <laughs> High five. We're still cool. <laughs> <laughs> Corey. I'm trying to come up with a new least favorite scene. You can agree. I, I know, but I feel like I'm taking such a powder. Um, no, I, I actually I really can't think of a scene that was worse than that. I, I don't disagree with you. I think the party was stupid. I like how you fought me on it, and it was also your least favorite scene. It, it, but, but the thing is, and I understand the purpose of the scene. Oh, no, I do I too. I just don't like it. It gave me the least amount of enjoyment watching that yeah. scene compared yeah. to the rest of the movie. Beyond, yeah, for sure. Everything else in the scene, everything else in the movie, I enjoyed, except for that party scene. If for no other reason than the logic of, hey, it's a Wednesday night, let's get a bunch of high school kids to party. I don't know about anybody else, I don't know how cool you guys were in high school, but there's a 0% chance that kids on a second's notice are going to show up to... A house party on a fucking Wednesday. They have text messaging. It's not like they have homework, Corey, man. Yeah. They're not learning anything in the school. But they do have homework. We see them doing homework throughout the course of this entire yeah, movie. Yeah, hero support kids. Yeah. The We're, nerds. The, the nerds have homework. <laughs> no, <laughs> no way. Because the whole reason... Is there any hero homework ever other than the guy, the, the tech class? Well, it's not really homework. They're making a ray gun in class, yeah. right? No, but the whole reason she's there is to help him with... His homework. She's studying. His mad, his mad scientist They're homework. Study They're studying, though. It's for, like... It's no, she really literally homework. says the word homework. We'll have to go back to the tape on this. We can go back to the tape on this, but I'm fairly certain she's like, oh, I'm here to help you with your mad science homework. Which I think is a, a hysterical name for a class, by the way. I just wish at some point Kurt Russell or whatever her name is... Kelly Preston. Kelly Preston would have been like, door open. <laughs> <laughs> Least favorite? Okay, I have a real least favorite scene. I want to talk about the over the one person I feel over X. Um, the fact that they're going to blow up the school, knock it out of the sky, turn off the gravity, anti-gravity. That only exists to get Magenta into the movie and have her have an important scene. That's really it. Turning all the adults into babies is enough. I understand she had a tough time in high school and maybe she wants to destroy it, but she's destroying all the people that made her life miserable. So that scene only exists for a girl to turn to a guinea pig and try to defuse the payoff situation. It's a payoff. Well, yeah, it's the payoff for her character to justify her being in the movie, but that's fair. I understand what you're saying. And also her plan is to form a school of supervillains to re-raise the kids, that she, the people that she turned into infants again. Right. Okay, but again, why would you want to knock the building out of the sky then? Why don't you just take over Sky High? Yeah, why not just keep the building floating? Keep it where it is. Yeah, just use it. Now you yeah, Nobody knows about it, right? Or a few it's, people know about you're it. You're right, this is stupid. <laughs> yeah. No, not... not the come whole, around. Yeah, the, the knocking it out of the sky, it's, it's literally a plot device because you think that there's this... When they're doing power placements and Magenta walks up and, like, again, she's full of angst for a freshman. She's got, like, whatever flame-on guys... I can never remember the guy. I can't War and Peace? War and Peace. The guy whose name I love the most. How did I not know that? I don't know. I'm an idiot. War and Peace is like angsty and a senior. She's like angsty and a freshman. Like she has as much angst as he does. Just, she just got there. But so she goes on to the stage for power placement and Pagora's like, hey, what's your power? And she's like, a shapeshift. Do it. Huge sigh. 
turns into a guinea pig. It was a huge side because of angst, or a huge side because I can only turn into a guinea pig. We don't know. Little column A, little column B. Little column A, little column B. I'm sure of it. Quick point: Warren Peace gets over his angst pretty damn quick. Yeah. He really does. He really becomes like quick. a really. He becomes their friend. He's like very fast. He's like their sarcastic friend, really, really fast. Oh, we're sitting with Warren now. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he. Oh my God. His reaction to that scene is amazing. What? No. Get out. Leave. Another one? Why are all of the dweebs sitting at my table right now? This is nonsense. You're going to go to homecoming with me? Wait, we're going to do it because you want to get back at Will and not because you like me, right? Yeah. I'm in. The name <laughs> smiles. Yeah. It's really weird. Um, Mary Elizabeth Wise said over X when she becomes royal pain. But it fits. It fits oh, with, yeah. with, with the movie. does. But it's like, it's like wow. Like, like yeah. really bad. <laughs> it, track, it tracks the same way that it, Kurt Russell overhacked Overacts being like the big strong superhero. She overacts being the main. She's been holding in that evil for sixteen long years. That's that's the. I mean, that's noticeable overacting, oh, yeah, but it yeah. fits with the movie. Also, a weird thing about the pacifier. Apparently, you don't lose any of your memories or ability to reverse the pacifier because Kevin McDonald's character gets to just be like he still talks. He's a perfectly fine. Yep. I mean, that's just. Because he's got a huge brain. He's probably like, talking from day one, if I had to guess. Baby with that big of a brain probably came out she, she able to, to write a doctorate. She had to have a cesarean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to destroy the moneymaker. <laughs> nope. Oh, my God. What horrible people. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. I had to say it. <laughs> rate the movie now. If you've never uh, tuned in before, what we do when we rate a movie is we give it a number of infinity stones from 1 to 6. As you might guess, 1 is the lowest, 6 is the highest. And if you give a movie 6 stones, you can also give it a gauntlet. Now, let's rate Sky High, guys. Uh, sequel, you can go first. I'm to give it 4 stones. It's a solid, fun movie. I'm gonna leave it on every time it's on for a few minutes, get a few laughs. It's a cool movie because you can show it to kids and they'll enjoy it. And when you watch it as an adult, there's enough references in there to make it enjoyable and for you to get through it. So I think Four Stones is a appropriate rating. I mean, it's nothing like spectacular, but it's but it's far from bad. Corey, what about you? So if we, if you go back and listen a few weeks ago, I actually give my explanation of when I give something three stones versus when I give something four stones. I just have to split the difference here because it's not something. I want to go back and I have any desire to go back and watch. Not something I'm going to seek out. Maybe if it's on, maybe I'll stop until the next commercial break, but I don't even know if that's going to happen. But I can't, in good conscience, give this a three. I think it's better than that. So it's going to get three and a half. I'm also giving this movie four stones with sequel, because for pretty much everything you I like this movie... It's it's pretty much at a ceiling of four stones because there's nothing significant here, but it's just a fun time, and I want to go to Sky High. I want to live in this world. Oh, who doesn't? It would have been way cooler than actual boring high school. <laughs> I, I'm i a huge Harry Potter nerd, but, like, Sky High is way easier than Hogwarts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't do anything. No. Okay, but they also don't focus on it at all, you right? You just slack off. We don't know what happens outside. Like, we only... We literally see them in the one... They throw parties on Wednesday nights. Okay, fair. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Sky High would be really good as a series of young adult novels. <laughs> Going in depth yeah. into it. I'd read I would, it. I would enjoy it. I'd read it too. Or watch it as a, like a Netflix series. I would just like to know what other classes they have. Cause they've got, you like, don't have any other ones. Have you guys seen Video Game High School? Yes, I love that. Me too. It's like in the same realm. Yeah, I always heard that with real. That would be it. that would be a high school I'd fucking go to. That would be the best high school. I think a rhythm game and gets no credit. At that point. <laughs> so before we plug, I do have one question that I probably should have asked in like the last section, but fucking right. I'm doing it now. Isn't there a potential problem with oversaturation in the superhero markets because of this? Nah, not in 05. No, 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 no. I mean, in like this in, universe, in the sky high world, in the sky high world, mm-hmm. if every year somewhere between, let's say that they are super small class sizes of fifteen to twenty five. 15 to 25 new superheroes come out. It's, a, it's an oversaturation there. It's Why? Like, it's like the same thing as Harry Potter. New wizards come out all the time. 
Right. We still need new wizards. I know, I know they're in hero class and it's, it's superhero centric, but you know all these people are going to be heroes. They could leave Sky High and just have a regular career and not use their powers, right? You can fly. You going to not be a superhero? Yeah, but if I can melt, I'm not going to be a superhero or a sidekick, probably, because no superhero is going to want Melt Boy as their sidekick. Hey, Melt Boy came in fucking clutch at the end of this. Yeah, Speedy slipped on him. Yeah, without Speedy slipping on him, War and Peace doesn't, you know, fireball his ass. And I mean that fucking literally. He fireballs his ass. He does. War and Peace should have been tried for attempted murder. <laughs> Several times. Several times. Certainly against the kid who doesn't have fucking powers at the time, but hey. Alright, that's it. I'm sorry. That's fair. Uh, yeah, so those are our ratings for Sky High. If you'd like to let us know. You know what? I'm not going to say my usual spiel. I'm going to say if you went to Sky High, let us know what you wish your superpower was. And send in an email to zthpodcast at gmail.com. Or tell us what your, su- your superpower currently is on Twitter. At ZTH Podcast. Send us a picture of your high school that you want to be sky high on Instagram at ZTH Podcast. I can't get too creative with Facebook, so go to <laughs> facebook.com backslash ZTH Podcast or search Zeros Talking Heroes in the Facebook search section. Fuck that up. So here, Zeros and Heroes and an ES. And last but not least, find us on iTunes or your podcast app and give us a five star rating if you're enjoying the show. That would be super great. And if you want to leave a review with that five-star rating, we'll read it on the air. We would also appreciate that. But if you don't want to do that, just tell people about the show, man. Or a lady. That's it. Just be like, hey, I listened to this show. It's called Zero's Talking Heroes. It's a fun time. You should check it out, too. That's all you need to do. That's it. And you can be Ron Wilson bus driver. I'd hire you. (laughs) That's fair. So thank you for tuning in to this edition of Zero's Talking Heroes. Next time, we're going to be doing the movie Unbreakable. It's a superhero movie. I'm going to call it... It fits. It it tracks. Definitely. So, looking forward to doing that one, and until next time, as always, remember that every movie is someone's favorite movie. Probably this one. Probably. Something out there. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And good night.